I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hello, you're listening to a bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we cover off horror film Sissy. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. We do. And in Sissy, former tween best friends Cecilia and Emma run into each other after a decade apart. Cecilia is invited on Emma's bachelorette weekend where she gets stuck in a remote cabin with her high school bully and a taste for vengeance. Written and directed by Hannah Barlow and Kane Senes, Sissy stars Aisha D. Hannah Barlow, Emily DeMargariti, Daniel Monks, Yiren Ha, and Lucy Barrett. So we mentioned Cecilia and Emma mm-hmm. are best friends in their tween years, but then Cecilia's high school bully Alex drives a wedge between them. Indeed she does. After a certain event, <laughs> a shocking event. Yeah. So 10 years later, Emma and Cecilia bump into each other, and then Emma invites Cecilia, who is now a mental health advocate on Twitter, Instagram. 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 On all the socials. Yep. To her hen's party weekend. Yeah. The dirty word, Lee. The dirty word. She's an influencer. <laughs> She's an influencer. <laughs> Little does Cecilia know that her high school bully Alex is the maid of honour. Mm-hmm. Ugh, sets you right up she? for drama, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, this film, 
There's a lesson in it. There's many lessons There's in many it. Lessons There's many lessons. There's many lessons. Movie. But one of the biggest lessons is be careful who you reconnect with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch out if you bump into a, an old bestie ten years later in a in a local chemist. Yeah. Just watch your back. Overall, this is a really exciting Australian horror film, and yes. I get always get really excited when an Australian film is done well, especially an Australian horror. And it's been launched on the world stage at South by Southwest, yes, where it was met with critical acclaim. Yeah, people love it and deservedly so. Yeah, I'm just really proud. Oh yeah, you know, me too. Like, go Aussie film. Oh yeah, and we've waited so long for this film to hit cinemas in this market because when was South by Southwest March, March. or April? Yeah, that's a long time. That's a long trail on, on the festival circuit for the creative team. Yeah. So we're, we're now in the Halloween season. It's it's awesome that it's almost here. I, I love the the genre mashing of this movie, horror yes. and satire and social commentary. You said there's many lessons to learn from this movie. Yes. I mean, they are countless and they're challenging, confronting, but very funny at the same time. I wonder if it's lessons or it just poses some really big questions. Like it skewers mm. our engagement in social media and our complicitness in yes. participating in this kind of culture that's quite toxic when you think about it. Addiction to social media. Yes. The hits of dopamine that you get, the obsession, the Instagram versus reality mm. of how you present your identity from an online sphere yeah. and holding that as your truth, Yeah, how other people perceive you and yes. see you. But then the juxtaposition is to the reality part. Yeah. Who are you really? How do you yes. really live? And are you happy? And what lengths will you go to to protect that image? Yes. The limit does not exist. It does not exist, exactly. <laughs> not in Sissy anyway, that's yeah. for sure. I don't think any of the characters in this film are supposed to be empathetic, are they? Right, no. They're all quite unlikable. Yes, they're all in, in their own way mm. insufferable and selfish. Yes, and especially Cecilia's high school bully, Alex. Mm. She really gives her a hard time on this weekend, which sets her off on this triggered spiral. Yes. Do you know, one thing I will say, though, I was missing more scenes between Alex and Sissy. Right. You think they needed to develop that out a little I more? I think they needed to really hit home the dynamics mm. between them. I mean, we saw some bullying scenes, some flashbacks, and also, yes. you know, some uncomfortable moments between them, but it, there weren't that many. Mm. And I, I wanted it to be built up a lot more. It might have made... Well, maybe they didn't because it might have made Sissy too empathetic. Right. Do you think? Because I guess, okay, let me say this. Maybe they didn't want to have any more scenes between Cecilia and Alex because then it might have led to the characters seeing eye to eye and working through their differences. <laughs> you think? Because I think it worked because it, this movie highlighted just the ridiculousness of things that you do as kids. You're now an adult, you can move on. Of course, the thing that well, happens... It's well, a pretty big thing though. I can understand why Alex didn't move on. It was an accident, but it was a pretty violent, brutal thing to have happened. We mm. won't spoil what happens here. So you can understand why Alex is still holding a, yes. a grudge. Pretty but also grudge. she wasn't a very nice child. No, she was a awful yeah she was awful but i think because cecilia is so like inward mm. in who she is and how she identifies you almost had to only experience how she was dealing with that triggered trauma solo on her own because she's clearly inept to hold real relationships yes. in life because the only relationships she holds as real and dear yeah and, and transactional are transactional ones, the yes. ones that make her money through her influencer culture and her influencer business. She lives her life online, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's unable to build relationships in real life. So yeah. maybe that's why you didn't see her and Alex together so much, working <laughs> yeah, through shit. Maybe. And then the film overall ends on a really provocative 
truly terrifying note. <laughs> it is. It is so deeply disturbing. Yeah. I've seen the film twice now because Me I recently yeah. yeah, you have you've seen it twice yes, now. Of course. Because I recently interviewed Hannah Barlow, who's the co-writer, co-director, and she also plays Emma in, mm. in the film. She's also a producer on the movie, amazing woman. And I didn't think I'd be so impacted by not only the themes of this movie a second time, but certainly that ending. But it was almost more unsettling for me the second watch. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like... It's so fucked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's also like nothing changed. Nothing changed. And I think that's what Hannah Barlow had said in in the production notes, or maybe it was in your interview, Mm. that it was a Trojan horse of horror. Yes. That it's... Not just the obvious gore and the scary things that happened. Which it's, are all fun. It's the real life big questions and, and shining a spotlight on these really uncomfortable truths mm. and just slipping that into the story so you kind of go, oh, I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> you know why it's so unsettling and why we don't like it is because satire is just a nasty, nasty <laughs> thing because it, it makes you look in the fucking mirror. It does. It makes you look <laughs> inward about your own life and how the world is working around you. And this is like, obviously... Nothing is really happening in the real world as what happens in Sissy. It's a horror. It well, you don't know. Party. I don't know. Don't Who know. knows what reality is when it comes to influencers? Watch out for the <laughs> Netflix documentary series on it. But it, it's terrifying because it's what is playing out in some way yes. in real life and you have yeah. to sit back and kind of contemplate the Trojan horse. I did love this film. Mm. One, one thing I, I do want to bring up is um, I felt like scenes went on a touch too long for me in some places. So maybe some tighter editing would have brought the pace up in certain places. Would you agree? Oh, look, uh, that's not a criticism that I have. I can Mm. see where it could have been neated up a bit, tightened Mm. up here and there. But I quite liked the pacing of the film Mm. and certainly the editing choices that they made, which we can talk about now if you like. Yeah, I mean, I also want to point out that it's an extremely fast turnaround on this film. That was five weeks of filming. Five week filming, two weeks pre-production or something ridiculous. And I wonder what post-production was, probably just the same. Yeah, And, and it was filmed in the peak of COVID, filmed in Canberra of Australia, yeah. which is our capital. So when you country. add in low budget, mm. it's early on in these filmmakers' careers, the time that they had to put it together and the product that they have come out with mm. is really bloody good. It's really good. And you said you were proud of this movie I and am. the fact that it exists. I mean, I'm just so listing off all those things that they were up against yeah. as filmmakers, as creatives. Boom. And what they've come out with as a final product yeah. is no mean feat. It's really, really well done. Indeed. Let's talk about the characters. Mm. Aisha D is a superstar. Yes. There's no doubt about it. She's equal parts vulnerable and sweet as Cecilia, but also sinister and intense. Intense is a great word to describe Sissy because on a surface level, you think she is wrapped up in cotton wool, candy Mm. floss, fairy bread, but she's (laughs) really not. She's quite sinister and deeply troubled and, of course, traumatised underneath it all. And I don't know, I haven't seen Aisha D in much else, but the voice that she uses when she's doing her videos on Instagram, it's like... Hits the nail on the head, I think. It really does. Oh, gosh. You know what? I mentioned influencers as like a dirty word because, you know, I just have this thing and my friends do as well. There's just something about influencers and influencer culture I just can't fucking stand. It's more the wellness yes. stuff that bugs me because they're unqualified. They're unqualified. She's a mental health advocate about how you deal through anxiety and trauma and all those mm. sorts of things. But... <laughs> She doesn't have her own shit together. The juxtaposition between the character of Cecilia Mm. online, sincerely Cecilia as she calls herself on her handle or whatever, and how she presents in real life, 
the juxtaposition between the colours, the all that sort of aesthetic, and then her drab, boring, unorganised world, dark yes. and dull. So it's quite sad. It's yes. very sad, but it's the a sad opening, reality. The opening of the film is especially sad. Yes. Like sad and impactful. It really gives you a sense of who she is immediately. I mean, at first you want to give Cecilia a hug, but mm. you don't really feel that way for much longer. <laughs> no, but, but I certainly did want to, oh, I don't know, I wanted to help her at first. And mm. the journey that Aisha D takes you on with the character of Sissy is something pretty exceptional. It is, it is. And you know, she actually read for someone else. I think you heard that in your interview with Hannah. Yes. But she felt a connection to Sissy and it was absolutely the right choice to cast her. 100%. As this person who is seeking approval online, as is so prevalent these days, Mm -hmm. everywhere. Yeah, and as you said, she's got confidence issues and she finds her confidence eventually in some pretty shocking ways. Pretty shocking ways. I liked how throughout the life of the movie, she's clearly struggling in the real world, Mm. but she returns to the world of social media to like stabilise her and comfort her. It's her escape. Her escape isn't real, but it's so true of how we live our lives. I know you're quite good on social media. You have that separation. I am. I'm I'm addicted to social media. There is. Give me that dopamine, but it's concerning. I'm on it quite a lot, but I don't put myself on it quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I admire that about you and far out. I I wish I had the foresight to do that. But anyway, it's a hard line. This isn't a therapy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hard line to draw though. And I don't know if it's a generational thing, but I think a younger generation just really isn't aware of the impacts of it as much and what they put online Mm. is out there forever. Because it's also all they've known. Yes. I mean, at our ages, we have seen the rise of social media. Yes. It wasn't there when we were kids. No. It was barely there when, well, I think Instagram started when I was in university or something. So I was in my early 20s. Facebook was 2007. Yeah. So Mm. we've kind of connected to this in a different way. I don't know if that makes us a little more sensitive to what it's doing rather than kids that it's all they've known and they don't know anything else. Definitely a bit more wary. Yeah. And that's something that bugs me. <laughs> going down a completely yeah, different road. <laughs> like, that's something that completely bugs me that people don't have consideration of how other people feel about yes. social media, like yeah. filming things and putting things online without permission and all right. that kind of stuff. And also being a journalist, that's something mm-hmm. I'm very, very aware of is that you Rightly can't so. just you can't just film people and, and put it online. Without like, their consent. Yeah. Without their consideration. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole <laughs> different conversation. Part two, Sissy yes. Review. <laughs> Let's go back to the characters. As yeah. I said, nobody is likable in this film. Nope. Everyone is both villain and victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to even wonder about Emma's choices sometimes because she's not really villain in the traditional sense. But you have to wonder about her motivations for inviting Cecilia along when there is such an awful history, an obvious history between her and Alex. Do you think she's just forgotten about it? But, I don't but, know. But, but isn't so in tune with the fact of how other people might feel to be put in situations yes. where there's that lack of communication. Because Alex, the bully, the school bully, didn't know Cecilia was going to be there. No, and I'm pretty sure that Alex wouldn't have just never mentioned it again since they were kids. I'm pretty sure it would have come up in conversation yeah. quite a few times. It's clear Cecilia is still dealing with that childhood trauma. So, of course, Alex would be. So, Alex would – and she's fucking a bit of bitch about it, man, and rightfully so. I mean, what happens to her is pretty shocking. Yeah. But it doesn't take long for her to resurface that experience of of herself. Like, it's just been sitting on the surface level for all these years, not like being unearthed. Yeah, so maybe Emma's just quite self-involved. And, like, unaware. (laughs) She's a little daft, I think, at at (laughs) times. But also, I might might wrap that up in something nicer. She sees the good in people, Emma. You think? Yeah. Okay. I, I think she does. 
Oh, okay, well, maybe Emma's a little bit likeable. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Uh, and then you've got this toxic friendship group, Jamie, mm. played by Daniel Monks. It is toxic, isn't it? It is really toxic. Yeah. And Tracy, played by Yaren Ha. They're like the bitchy, wicked sisters, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Even though they're not very nice people, I really liked the dynamic between all those friends. Yeah. You know, them sitting down watching Love Paradise or Paradise Lost or whatever it's called, you know, the play yeah, on Love yeah. Island. They lean into this just vacuous world of reality TV, yes. which has just completely changed how we, just like social media, how we see ourselves in the world. But also that's mostly what their friendship is based on, is social media standing, this Love Island parody. Mm. They don't actually interact with each other all that well. That's such a good point. They're more interested in the fake relationships and things that are playing out on the idiot box than they are looking about <laughs> what's going on around them within yes. the dynamics of their own group and the scenario that's playing out at this bachelor party that's deeply toxic yes. and, and unsafe in more ways than one. Yes. And it explodes pretty quickly. It does. And then we also have Emma's fiance Fran, played I by Lucy Barrett. Actually character. she was pretty cool. She's yeah. cool. Yeah. She is the She's on the fringe. Cat. She's the person that's been brought into this toxic friendship group. She was almost the conscience of the group, I guess. Made people think and consider stuff. And I love the actress who played her, Lucy Barrett, a great yeah. performance. And I, I did want to see more of her in the film, but oh well. There's a nice, <laughs> won't say more than that, there's a nice little ensemble cast yeah. in this film. It's really well done. You know, one of the things I really liked about how the relationships played out, and it's true to life, I think, a lot, not a lot of the dialogue, but considerable chunks of dialogue happen off screen because the banter between the characters are just as they're walking away, you don't see them visually on the screen, but you hear the last joke or yeah. friendly stab or sort of like really inappropriate sexually driven comment. <laughs> they all happen yeah. off, off screen. They're things that I not always picked up in the first uh, time watching it, but the second time I thought these are friends and it just, it was written in a way that they just, that banter and that vibe between yeah, them all. It felt really natural. Yeah, it felt really natural. Yeah, I great writing from, from the filmmakers. Yeah. So we don't get a lot of horror out of Australia, as mm. we said, but there have been some big ones, you know, the Babadook, Hereditary, Wolf Creek all come to mind. But the Australian landscape just really lends itself so well to isolation, mm. doesn't it? <laughs> We're so damn big that if you're in the middle of nowhere, you're really in the middle of nowhere. Of course, it's a horror trope that characters find themselves lost. But if you find yourselves lost in the Aussie bush, you're <laughs> fucked. Really, you really are. Yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> you, they're running. They're trying to escape. Of course, just in the conveniences of writing, they find themselves alone uh, yeah, as well, and they yeah. encounter certain scenarios. And they're obviously trying to one not be killed or trying to uh, escape, and you know, get mm. get found or seen in yeah. the scenario that they're in. There are some really creative kills. In this film, so too. Much fun. One in particular is quite gory, mm -hmm. but it also makes you laugh in a bit of shock, doesn't it? You say cartoonish, but not funny, ha ha kind of way. It's just like, oh. <laughs> funny, shocking. It's one of those things where gore in horror, the only way you can almost get through it is if you laugh mm. because it is so ridiculous. Yeah. But it's so much fun all the same. Yeah. And there are some great inventive kills. The one I know you're thinking of is, um, <laughs> yes. yeah, it's pretty fucking full on. <laughs> it is a little I bit. loved it. I loved it. Both times that I watched it, I kind of went, oh, yeah. I had to sort of yeah. like scrunch up my butthole. <laughs> oh my God, your sphincter was tight. Yeah. <laughs> the tension is built really well in mm. this film through extreme close-ups, quick cuts and and yeah. just the unravelling of the characters, the character development. The cinematography was done by Steve Arnold, who's done Rams and Last Cab to Darwin. You know, I just think Aussie cinematographers have the best training ground 
in Australia. Mm. They cut their teeth on these beautiful landscapes and they have to make sure it shines as well as the action shines. And I just think they're like some of the most talented working in our industry. I completely agree because the creative license is there. They just have some fun and they've got a brilliant canvas in the Australian landscape and then the actors like Aisha D that they bring on to, yeah. to really make their work shine. You called out extreme close-ups. Gosh, I found them so uncomfortable to watch. Mm. The scene where Cecilia and Emma bump into each other yes. at the chemist – I had to look away because I thought, why are we going it's so, so intense. close? It's so intense. And I was like, oh, God, please cut away, cut away. But it just – it unsettles you. It yes. sets you up for what's to come. And I think that mirrors the intensity in Cecilia yeah. that she has towards Emma. Mm-hmm. And Emma's just really kind and like, oh, it's so great to see you. But Cecilia's like, hello, I'm in your face. I'm in your face. I'm so happy to see you. Oh, God. <laughs> but it also highlights the sort of social anxiety that you might have when you haven't seen someone for so long. And they're in your space. And they're in your space. Yes. And all all this stuff floods back about how you used to be best friends. I mean, her and Emma, Cecilia and Emma used to make these really cute home videos and dance and sing and all this sort of stuff. It was really gorgeous. And then you're seeing them as adults and you're really close on them <laughs> and the intensity. And it's yes. just, it's like, oh gosh, can we please move on from this? But it works. It, it makes a pretty big impact. It really does work. Speaking of the dancing and, and singing, mm. the use of the song Sister by Sister to Sister took me back. I mean, I get this song out of my head. <laughs> it's such a classic. Year. It really gets you pumped and it yeah. takes you back to this nostalgic time. I mean, mm. I'm dating myself here, but <laughs> I was in my late teens when that came out in, yeah. in 2000. But yeah, it just it's so catchy. It was like, they were like a two-hit wonder, I yeah. think. But a two-hit wonder. <laughs> they, had, they had two, I think. Okay. But yeah, it, it's just such a fun song and it takes you back to this innocent time where, yeah, me as a girl, me and my friends used to horse around, listen to music, make funny videos, have yeah. a good time together. It just yeah. it really takes you back. It does. And just the use of that song in how it shows up and presents something differently throughout the yes. movie. Obviously, it means one thing at the beginning, but when it shows up again in the end credit, it is so uncomfortable <laughs> that it's there. Yes. But I was like, that is a genius way to like, okay, the movie is ended. Credits start rolling and Sister Sister starts this, playing. This like bubblegum pop song. Yeah. It's like, am I meant to be bopping along to this absolute banger or be just unsettled Unsettled to the core? Hannah Barlow, what are you doing what to you, us? You are messing with us. <laughs> messing with us in all the right I ways. I bloody love it. <laughs> Overall, the score has a very Disney-esque feel to it. I right? exactly the same thing. It feels like you're walking through a Disney theme park yes, sometimes. it does. And I've heard it described as a psycho Disney slasher, Christ. which I think is so apt. You know, that orchestral kind of music that's through mm. it. It felt like I was watching Snow White. Like Aisha D was like Snow White, but like a really unhinged Snow White. Do you know what? My, my, an unhinged Snow White. You know what? That is an angle here. That is an angle. <laughs> my husband does not, Josh, he does not watch Horace. He can't. I wonder though, if I can hook him in to watch this movie with me because there are moments where it sounds like you're walking through a Disney theme park, Josh. <laughs> Come with me on this journey. I think you'd fucking kill me. He loves Disney though. He does. He's Absolutely just been in it. Hong Kong Disneyland actually with my sister and, and the family. Mm, so jelly. Anyway, he's had his Disney fix. Can I just talk about mm. the, the music in a way? The juxtaposition with that sort of happy-go-lucky mm. vibe, that sound, that score, then it can be incredibly ominous and foreshadowing the next like, mm. it's so different in how the score comes and goes in this yes. movie. And that's why when Sister Sisters shows up in the credits, it's like, oh, how am I meant to feel? <laughs> it just really messes with you. It really does mess with you. Shall we wrap up our review of Sissy? Yeah, let's give it a go. 
Sissy is a bloody, twisted, fun ride. I loved this film. I loved how it balanced the horror tropes we all know and love against a satirical and terrifying look at our society and the toxicity of social media and influencer culture that has us all by the neck. Brilliant performances by the cast, especially Aisha D, paired with a unique visual style, elevate this wacky story to become a deeply disturbing but very entertaining slasher. I'm going to rate Sissy for Popcorn Kernels. Well, Sissy is a sparkly and sinister horror from the filmmakers that sets the bar high for the genre. It's impressive so early in their career. It's a grisly social satire that cleverly twists the traditional slasher in a topical way that targets our obsession with social media and the moral ambiguities that come with it. I'm giving Sissy four popcorn kernels out of five too. Beautiful wrap up. Well, Sissy is in Australian cinemas from November 3 with Halloween sneak previews from October 27. And that's it for another bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast. As always, friends, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. That sounded really sinister. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. My sister, sister. join in the conversation you can like us on facebook and follow us on instagram at popcorn podcast even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.